It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free time of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that cabbage out of here. Welcome to episode number 1015 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, September the 8th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors on Twitter. You can find links to every single episode there. And you can also find the podcast and all your favorite podcast providers, including YouTube, baby. We are here on video. Please subscribe to the page. We're nearing 600 subs on the YouTube page. Let's keep on pushing that number up. It's much appreciated. Tell a friend, even if you don't want to watch the thing on YouTube every day, just subscribe. It's very nice of you to do. So thank you in advance for taking the time. All right, on today's show, we are doing a mailbag episode as we've done the last couple weeks here because it's the off season. And look, it's kind of easy. And also we get lots of great questions all the time. So why not go back to that content mine as much as we possibly can? And joining me to dive into your mailbag questions about Fred Van Vliet's assist totals this season, Andrea Bargnani before his time and a whole bunch more is the wonderful Josh Hart from Yahoo Sports. Josh, how's it going, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, you're such a pro at this. It's nice to be here. Um, <laughs> right before we started recording, I mentioned that we must have met 11 years ago at Carleton University Frosh mm-hmm. Week. It's mm-hmm. remarkable to see how far we've come. Uh, two titans of Raptors content. <laughs> uh, no, but it's it's awesome to see what you're building here. Uh, the YouTube looks great. I think it was a really wise move. And uh, thank you again for having me. I'm excited to answer questions. It's become a mainstay of my uh you know rapper's content is hearing whatever crank yeah. on twitter has to say about what's going on with the team <laughs> and telling them uh you know what i think it's it is true that my father clifton from etobicoke frequent caller uh, a frequent show caller to you know all of the sort of the jeff blair's shows from years past 
has inspired me mm-hmm. to take questions and uh, excited to continue uh-huh. the family tradition <laughs> on to today. Well, we're very happy to have you. You've taken questions with us on our green rooms uh, recently as well during the season. Hopefully those will be back this year and we'll get you worked in on those as well. They're always a ton of fun. Um, And yeah, we are going to live on in the tradition of your father, Clifton, and take the questions from those, sending those in. I don't think we have one from Clifton on today's show, but we'll get one next time, Josh. (laughs) I'll make sure we plant one in the audience next time you're on the show for mailbag questions. All right. Uh, let's dig into some cues today. Lots of regulars uh, sending in questions, a few new ones as well. Thanks to everyone who sent in questions. We won't get to all of them, but as always, it's always appreciated when you send them in. And uh, I might start pulling YouTube comment questions as well. So if you want to send a question, I might just post like a short video prompt and just say, hey, this is where we're going to do mailbag questions for the next mailbag. And you can drop me in his YouTube comments too. So you could be part of the fun if you are not on the hell pit that is Twitter. Uh, all right, Josh, let's get into questions here. This first one comes from our pal, past and future guest. We got to get him on soon, actually. It's Freddie Revis from the Confederacy of Dunks podcast. You'll hear me on there sometimes. Freddie's great. He asks, how many assists is Fred Van Vliet going to average this season for your Toronto Raptors? Uh, Josh, I will put it to you first. Fred Van Vliet assist total for this coming season. I believe last year he just over six, just around six a game. Yes. So, uh, what do you got here? What do you think? Is there going to be a, like a tangible change into the way you think he runs the offense? Is he going to absorb a bunch of Kyle Lowry's assists? What are you thinking here for a, a assist total for Fred Van Vliet, which will probably be one of our over-unders when we do our over-unders podcast with Vivek and Sahal in a few weeks time. Um, I don't think that uh, Fred Van Vliet's going to average many more assists. I don't think that mm-hmm. he has, ma- he's, he's not found the sort of Kyle Lowry pocket passing grift yet. Um, so yeah. I don't think he's going to like Kyle Lowry um, in so many of his performances was able to nail uh, Bismack Biombo or Ken Burch this season on, on the roll with that sort of excellent pocket pass. I'm not sure Fred has introduced enough um, creativity in his passing to this game. I, I, I think the major development we're going to see is the floater that he's uh, relentlessly promoted on his Instagram this summer. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, does he get to eight a game because he's just um, play? He's not going to play many more minutes. He's already at 37 minutes a game. I'm not sure that his mm-hmm. offense has changed that much as a playmaker. Um, I, I think that the biggest boost in uh, assists a game is going to come from guys like OG and Pascal, who are just going to have a ball a lot more. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I would probably pencil him in to be around the same as last year, too. And, you know, you'd think, oh, well, Kyle Lowry's gone. And that means, you know, Fred's going to be on the ball more. If you recall, Fred's on the ball a lot, regardless of who's on the floor. Like, And that's kind of been a sticking point for a lot of Raptors fans is Fred handles the ball too much. He should be off ball, making use of his off ball gravity and stuff. And, you know, with the heavy offensive burden he carried last season, still just 6.3 assists a game. That's not like anything to sneeze at or anything like that, but... I think you factor in that Goran Dragic is probably going to be on the floor quite a bit before he gets dealt inevitably before the deadline. Uh, Malachi Flynn, I yeah. think if you're sort of doing the logic of if you're going to play the two-point guard lineup and play Flynn with Fred and maybe have Dragic run the second unit sometimes or you know in between lineups, whatever it might be, I think you could actually do the sort of, hey, Malachi should be on the ball over Fred thing as well, just because Malachi does have a bit more juice getting downhill, can get to the rim, can finish at the rim a little bit better. Um, you know, it doesn't have the mid-range game or just the overall sort of offensive repertoire that Fred has. The pull-up threes are coming, hopefully. But um, yeah, I, I think 
you're going to see a lot of different guys handle the ball. And to your point, like Pascal averaged five assists a game nearly last season. I, I would expect we'll see a bit of an uptick there, especially as the team's three-point shooting probably improves just by having fewer bad shooters on the floor. I mean, how many extra assists would Pascal have picked up last year if he wasn't throwing balls to Stanley Johnson in the corner, right? So uh, I think, you know, and then OG, obviously, I think we're going to see an uptick in his usage and just take the ball out of Fred's hands a little bit more. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think about 6.5, maybe he creeps up to 7 if he, you know, kind of adopts more of an on-ball role. We'll see. Maybe just the fact that he'll have big men to pass to could affect it, you know, that, that it's his total as well. Precious to chew as a lob threat, that type of stuff. But I think you're right on the money, right around where he was last season. Um, let's continue on here. Next question here comes from our pal Trilly Mo Pena, our pal Simon, uh, one of my favorite Twitter handles in the entire world. Shout out to Willie Mo Pena, the greatest player in MVP baseball 2005. I think something like a 99 power against lefties. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Trilly Mo Pena asks, should I spend the season paying more attention to wins and losses or to the development of individual players? Uh, we've talked a lot about expectations on this show, Josh, and sort of what to look for going into this year. How are you approaching this season as a fan? Are you looking at wins and losses? Are you riding and sort of living and dying with the playoff seating? Or are you more into watching the individual guys and how they come along in this kind of transitional season? I, I like None of the above. The number one thing I'm looking for from this Toronto Raptors team is content creation. I want to see <laughs> as many videos of Delano Banton, Scotty Barnes, you know, the return of OG Ananobi. I, I just, you know, mm -hmm. the, this team will serve vibes and that'll be fun to have them back in town. Uh, yeah, the playoffs are going to be weird. Like, uh, you know, every two days, it seems it le I learned that the Nets are acquiring or dumping somebody who's over 35 <laughs> to their team. Like, it's just sort of the, the arms race at the top of the conferences seems so like stupid that uh, just enjoying mm -hmm. this team for what they are will be the, the, the thing that I, you know, hopefully leave the season with. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be nice to see if Pascal is able to return to some sort of his sort of class that he's shown before. I think that last season in the bubble, yada, 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 we all know, we know all about it. It'd be cool to see Pascal Siakam be named an all-star starter. And that's about my only expectation for this season. That would be delightful. Mm -hmm. If Pascal Siakam can start, uh, and it'll be tough because it's like Kevin Durant that he has to like compete with. But if he can start in the all-star mm -hmm. game, that'll be awesome. Anything else, you know, like I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Malachi Flynn has a good season so we can get lots of Raptor Nation tweets or Facebook posts. But <laughs> I don't know. Above all else, just enjoy that this team's back. It has been, you know, a season yeah. and a half of, you know, not being able to see this, you know, team in front of the Scotiabank crowd. And I'm looking forward to being in that building. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, you sounded tongue-in-cheek when you first said it, but I do think, like, the vibes are very much a thing to watch this season because there were none last year. There were negative yeah. vibes last year, and... Just the return to Toronto, I think, is going to just sort of have a lot of optimism and glee kind of tied to it. And, you know, sort of adding to that, I would say, yeah, don't worry so much about the wins and losses this season because one of two things is going to happen. Either the Raptors are going to, you know, have a pretty successful season, make a play in. Maybe they surprise and become a sixth seed and it's a wonderful overshooting of expectations. I think right now their Vegas win total is at like 36 and a half. 
or they struggle, they lose some games, and they get another lottery pick, and you kind of run it back again next season, or you make some tough calls in the offseason about your core, depending on how things go here, and it kind of sets the team off into a new direction. I don't think wins and losses are how this season should be judged or measured or anything like that. I think just kind of enjoying the ride and I, you know, the development is super important to what the future is going to be too, right? Like get invested in Scotty Barnes and every time he takes a jump shot, get invested in OG and Obi and that, you know, his ability to, you know, increase or level up his usage and maintain that efficiency. And if he's doing that, then, you know, the future looks a whole lot more interesting for damn sure. So yeah, it is a good mix of things to watch for. And, you know, if you want to be uh, you know, tied to the wins and losses, I'm not here to tell you how to be a fan, but that might be the way in which this season becomes a little disappointing. But if you're not worried about the wins and losses and they win 46 games anyway, then you're laughing. And it's just been a wonderful sort of overshooting of expectations, kind of low stakes fun season, which is uh, my favorite kind of season, frankly. Uh, as much as winning titles and being a contender is nice, it's kind of fun to have no expectations really going in. And uh, you're just kind of happy with whatever comes uh, to pass unless it's a COVID season where everything goes to hell like it did last year. Yeah, the number one uh, thing Josh to about to, is yeah, if OG and Anobi can break 20 points a game, that's the only thing that you should care about. Will OG and yep, Obi yep. go up? Like I think he averaged 16 points a game. If he can get to 20, you know, we throw the parade. Mm-hmm. That's the only yeah. thing to tie your hopes to this season. The most muted and monotone parade of all time. <laughs> all sort of grays and charcoals in the color scheme. Uh, and everyone wears a scarf solemnly to watch OG and Obi just walk around Scotiabank Arena celebrating his 20 points a game. Uh, Josh, we're going to get to a few more questions here coming up in just a second, including uh, a hypothetical one that's pretty fun about players who are not on the Raptors who would like to be on the Raptors one day. We'll get to that in one sec here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sweatblock. I don't know about you, Josh, but I sweat a lot. Uh, it's a tough thing, and it's hard to talk about sometimes. You don't feel terribly comfortable just like, going out and acknowledging how sweaty you are. But guess what? Sweatblock is here to help. They have a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. And you may be asking, what is Sweatblock, Sean? What are you talking about? Well, guess what? They bring antiperspirant wipes, deodorant, a whole bunch of other stuff to the game, and they are wonderful. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You can simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know it sounds too good to be true, but I am a Sweatblock customer, and it works. It's wonderful. Uh, just use it once or twice a week. It keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking your shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or somebody you love deals with excessive sweating, you got to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com or at the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Today's show is also brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another lets you stream your favorite shows, you watch sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the really good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle in one spot, and that is with direct tv stream get it together get your tv together that is brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package all right josh let's continue on here Another mailbag question comes in from our pal Eric Morris at Epic Moppus on Twitter. And the question is, is there a player who you've always wanted on the Raptors, even though there's no realistic chance of that ever happening? 
Um, I guess we can include stars in this. Maybe not like uber duper super like finals MVP level stars, but like let's cap it at like a couple all-star appearances at the most and sort of go from that group. Uh, Josh, a player out there who you've always wanted on the Raptors who has never landed. And please, please, please do not say Kenneth Fareed. Oh gosh, man. I remember, <laughs> I remember those days on real GM. Uh, no, the guy that I've always wanted to be a Raptor who never was, and it's not, not an all-star at all. Anthony Tolliver. I've just like, I don't know. There's something about him that's like, yeah, this guy could be, this guy could be Patrick Patterson without the massive fall off. Like he just seemed mm-hmm. steady, knew how to be a professional, kind of guys who just, you know, show up because it's their job and they are good at their job. They're not going to be too demanding. He's quite old now. So like if you're thinking of his stint mm-hmm. with Memphis, don't. But I don't know. I just always <laughs> liked it. I always thought he was like a pretty good, pretty good player. There are other guys too, like Anthony, um, sort of Wayne Ellington. I always liked. I mm. thought that he like he's seems cool. He was the right kind of he had kind of a Marcus Smart thing where you hate him because he's playing against your team, but you know that if he was a raptor, you'd love him to death. Um, yeah. him yeah. Ken Bazemar kind of gives me the same vibe. And the last guy, Josh Okogi, um I love that guy. <laughs> I remember seeing him it, I was at the uh game where Kawhi made the block behind his back. Um, against the mm-hmm. um, Timberwolves a few years ago, but Josh Okogie was like the 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 guy on the Timberwolves. I mean, you know, uh, Carl Towns had a bad game. Andrew Wiggins refused to play against the Raptors, but Josh Okogie was awesome. Like I think he's <laughs> it, it hasn't really happened for him, but I think he mm-hmm. like tons and tons of bounce. Really exciting player. Those are the guys that came to mind for me that I'd love to see uh, be Raptors one day. That's a good one. I took a bit of a different approach to this question and kind of thought about guys who almost were on the Raptors, but because of their own stupidity, they didn't end <laughs> up on the Raptors. And I think number one is probably Andre Iguodala, drafted one spot after Hafa Rujo. And my whole like theory all throughout time has been that if the Raptors draft Iguodala and go forward with a team of Iguodala, Vince Carter, Chris Bosh, Vince Carter never asks out, and the Raptors maybe win a title in one of those weird mid 2000s seasons where there wasn't really a team that was kind of like the class of the league outside of, I guess, the Spurs, who kind of won intermittently. But like, do the Raptors maybe win like the 06 finals? Maybe that's a little bit early with Bosch and a little bit early with Igadala, but do they make it like past that like Wade and Shaq team with all the old dudes on it? Who knows? Maybe like, or or do they beat the 2009 Orlando Magic to make it to the finals and beat that sort of Kobe centered, Kobe and Powell centered Lakers okay. team that I guess was quite good, but maybe not quite good enough to beat Iguodala, Bosch, and uh, Carter all in their 2009 peak. Just an idea. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what really, really kind of sticks in my craw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a guy that the. Second most mad I've ever been about a draft pick was not similar, and I was not like right about it in hindsight, but I was like apoplectic when they took Jonas Valanciunas over Brandon Knight. Pretty glad uh, that they did what they did there. Wasn't uh, Brandon Knight <laughs> working out for the Mavs last week or something like ridiculous? Something cursed like that. So they don't want to trade Josh Green and Dwight Powell for Goran Dragic, <laughs> but they're going to work out Brandon Knight. Okay, sure, that works. Uh, <laughs> 
Good question, Epic Moppus. We'll get to the next one here. This one comes from Darth Lean at underscore Darth Lean underscore. Uh, there were two questions in Darth Lean's initial question to me. The first one was, why do I never know what day it is when I'm recording the podcast? The answer to that is because uh, time is fake. But uh, Darth Lean asks, what are three realistic changes the team or individual players could make that would make the team a lock for a ten through five or a five through ten seed in the Eastern Conference. So looking at the play-in or the lower part of the playoff picture in the East. So three changes. I don't know if you want to go with this from a team perspective or if you want to go with this from an individual player perspective, kind of mismatch. But I'll leave it to you, Josh. Where do you want to go with this one? Three changes the Raptors can make to lock themselves into a playoff spot. So I think they're like it's one a front court rotation that doesn't include Aaron Baines. Check. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Can Fred Van Vliet and the you know, now f- internet famous floater he's been working on make him a <laughs> reliable threat going downhill to sort of make that make the half court offense to add a tool to a half court offense that's sort of sputtered at times the last two years? That's another one. Mm-hmm. And um, can the the new and improved bench um, live up to the right now inflated expectations that we have i think that people Mm -hmm. are now expecting precious achua and malachi flynn to be you know something that they probably won't be but who knows maybe they'll maybe it'll be great but that is those are the three things that i think you look at like can ken birch and who's our current backup center has it been is there some achua Achua, obviously yeah like can the can the center rotation make sense can the bench be a, uh, a bench in the style that Raptors fans um, are hoping for? And can Fred Van Vliet make – can Fred Van Vliet replace some of the half-court half offense um, floor-raising that we're losing with Kyle Lowry? Because those, those will yeah. – if the, all those three things hit, this team will be good. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to the question, like I think they're pretty – I don't say I wouldn't say they're locked in. I think we talked about it yesterday with Chris Manning on the pod talking about the Eastern Conference. Like anywhere from seven to twelve wouldn't terribly surprise yeah. me, but I think I'd be more surprised if they you know fell below ten than I would be if they you know. You know I, I think I would be surprised yeah. if they didn't make it in. Yeah, like I think they will be a play-in team, whether it's hosting one or not. I think that's kind of their range. But you know, I think to make them a lock. I would say, well, one is something that's likely going to happen anyway, is don't play in Tampa anymore. That probably will help things a little bit. Having just like home court advantage back seems like it'll be pretty useful for the team. So that's number one. It's kind of a cop out, but I think it actually, you know, is kind of the number one thing. Um, Number two, I would say, boy, you make a good point about Fred and sort of diversifying where he scores from. And if he can kind of, you know, maybe not necessarily score at the rim, because I don't know if it's totally fair to expect a six foot dude who doesn't really have much of a vertical to become a great scorer at the rim. But if he can kind of add to that mid range game, figure out the floater, you know, score from that six to eight to 10 sort of foot range pretty effectively, then I think that changes things quite a bit for them. Um, and I guess the other thing is OG and OB levels up and yeah. is like a guy you can kind of run an offense through, you know, will it be totally refined in year one of him kind of taking that role? Absolutely not. But can he, you know, keep that efficiency the same way it's been? You know, the true shooting percentage is over 60. That's probably going to come down a little bit. Maybe high 50s is what you're hoping for is like a low bar for it to fall. But he's shown, you know, in spurts, at least at the back part of last year before he ended up missing the rest of the season with injury, COVID, whatever it was. You know, I, I think we we saw quite a bit of 
promising signs in terms of how he can sort of scale up that usage and maintain the efficiency. So if he can kind of do that over a larger scale and a larger time, that is uh, going to really kind of give the Raptors a lot more juice in the half court. And uh, yeah, that's, those are my three. Uh, we're, yeah, the, an idea that I'm now thought. thinking about, can you imagine all yeah. of the uh, Raptors postgame uh, podcasts, you know, yours, Will's, Samson's, everybody, uh, if the Raptors lose the 7-8 game and have to play in the 9-10 game, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going oh to be just <laughs> like vibes not th- – we haven't seen vibes this bad since they lost game one against Orlando. And not that I'm hoping it'll happen mm-hmm. or expecting it to, but if this does happen and if the Raptors lose the first play-in game, God, it'll be – if they're the, and, and they're the 7 seed. If they lose to the 8 seed – yeah. And have to beat the winner of the nine ten game, just chef's fist. I can't wait. I, I really would like to see it. <laughs> well, I, I think I know how the podcasts would go because we all kind of have our lanes, right? Like Will would be very morose. Yeah. He would be very uh, like everything is He'll over. Smoke a cigarette. Samson like, would probably <laughs> very intelligently break down the next matchup with someone smart and kind of get into the X's and O's. And then I would say it's fine. They're gonna win. And actually, they want to play the one seed as opposed to the two seed. Actually, so it's actually a good thing that this went. Yeah, down. they want the next. Um, we've we've all got our spots, our roles to fill. We do it admirably here in the Raptors podcast community. Uh, Josh, we're gonna finish up in just a sec here. Get to a few more questions, all from one listener who sent in like twenty questions. We've chosen three uh, because we just can't fit twenty questions into a show. But those are coming up on the other side uh, in just one second here. But. First, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar who are making the best tasting protein bars in the land. They have nine amazing flavors in their staple lineup, including Cherry Barcia, which is very good. Mint Brownie, which is my favorite. Orange, which is quite good as well. Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate Cake. They have an endless variety for you. Well, it's not endless. They have nine, plus a bunch of limited time flavors that appear from time to time on the site, too. If you don't know which flavor you want the most and you want to try all of them, you can get a mixed box with two of each of the nine flavors, and then you can choose which one you'd like to order a full box of or a full crate of or whatever vessel of size of built bars you would like to order of uh, after you've got that mixed box. Uh, Of course, you can check out the the macros of all of these bars and be very impressed 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs all great flavors all tasty all healthy give you the illusion of a candy bar without actually being an unhealthy mess of a candy bar go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 and you get 15 percent off your order that's the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. It's that time of year, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100 welcome bonus with the promo code locked on that's an incredible deal you throw in 100 bucks you get 200 bucks to play with to start the season that's a wonderful way to begin your betting campaign be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo as well make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener with or between sorry the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code nfl 100 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to your favorite casino games don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag your online sports book experts 
All right, Josh, let's round this out. A few questions came in from listener Cameron Hilton, who sent in, as I said, about 20 questions, all very appreciated. We can't appreciate it. We can't get to all of them here, but let's get to a few. The first one from Cam is, if I were Nick Nurse, I would lock Scotty Barnes into a film room and make him only watch Magic Johnson and Draymond Green film. Who would you make Malachi Flynn and Delano Benton watch in this uh, hypothetical like torture chamber of a film room where you're only watching one player over and over again on a loop? Let's start with Malachi Flynn, Josh. Who in the NBA would you like Malachi Flynn to watch in order to inform his game going forward? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it is. Who would? Uh, I don't like the... Pick and roll offense, I think, is the thing. But, like, the stuff that I would love him to do is to be more of, like, an Etwan Moore type, like, guy off the mm. bench who will just terrorize an opponent opponent with pull-up threes and um, pick-and-pop threes. Mm. Well, I, do I think that, like, he gets there? Maybe. But that would be the stuff. And also, um, maybe just the Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry point-of-attack tape just so that it like he yeah. can I'm not sure how quickly he will arrive at the stuff that those guys did to play this sort of great Raptors point guard defense but mm-hmm. I'm going to miss it so I would I would like for it was, the thing that was so awesome about Fred VanVleet's uh, maturation on this team wasn't just the great three point mm-hmm. shooting in the um, playoffs but it was that he became an excellent uh, point guard at the point of attack for uh, an offense um yeah. So if he can do those things, even badly would be exciting. Those are the things that I'd like to see him do. Like if he can do the sort of um, herky jerky um, Etwan Moore stuff, as well as become yeah. a guy who can pick the pocket of a point guard reliably, that'd be awesome. Those are the kinds of things that get me off my couch or get me on my feet in Scotiabank Arena or, you know. Mm-hmm. get guys stars on will's podcast so those are the things i'd like to see malachi <laughs> develop and banton yeah Who knows? i think i don't know <laughs> that guy yeah we'll get to banton in a sec yeah uh, I'll, I'll drop my malachi guy right now and, and look i'm gonna aim high here i'm not saying malachi flynn is ever going to be this player um but i think this type of player would be a very useful type of player for the raptors to have someone who can kind of come in and just sort of explode off the bench with multi-level scoring I would say go watch Donovan Mitchell, what he does in the playoffs and how he just kind of takes over that jazz offense. Like you don't always need it. And obviously he's never going to do it on the scale or the grandeur of Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell is amazing. But that kind of guy where it's like, yes, you can play point guard and kind of set guys up, but also you kind of know when it's time for you to score. That would be kind of handy because I do think we'll see times when Flynn's out there with the second unit or the first unit, frankly, where things aren't working in the half court. It's a little bit tricky. It's a little bit sort of sticky. and Flynn could be that guy who can kind of open things up just on his own because he's got good, uh, you know, got a good first step. He's got an ability to get to the basket. That would be kind of nice. And he's also got the pull up three that he's kind of working on as well. I think he was good from pull up threes, but terrible on catch and shoots in summer league, if I recall, which if you're going to choose which one to be good at, it's the pull up threes to me. So that would be one. The other would be like Colin Sexton, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. less sexy than uh, Donovan Mitchell, but you know, uh, you can never have enough guys who can just go get you a bucket. And I think of the guards on the Raptors, he's probably the guy who profiles of having the highest upside there. As much as I like Gary Trent Jr., 
you know, I, I don't know if he's ever going to have the explosiveness to get to the basket regularly. He might just be a catch and shoot guy with the weird herky jerk mid, mid range game. And then Fred, I think we kind of know what Fred is mostly at this point. And that's more of a facilitating point guard who can also score when he needs to. Uh, give me Malachi Flynn, microwave scorer dude, and uh, have him go watch Colin Sexton and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Delano Banton, yeah, this is a weird one uh, because maybe not a single weirder player in the Raptors' long history of weird players. Uh, and we've seen him for like four summer league games. And I've already come to this very accurate conclusion. Josh, who should Delano Banton watch? You said you had no idea before. You got a minute there while I vamped to think of somebody. Who do you get? Uh, the, like, the guy that... um would be coolest for him to develop into is like a Sean Livingston type. Um, I'm not mm, sure yep, yep. if that happens, but um, mm. just a big, strong guard who can, um, if he like, he, he really um, managed to figure out the, uh, he never figured out the three, which I don't think Bandon's going to, but he became a pretty decent scorer. Um, so that'd be the guy I'm not sure yeah. what the Sean Livingston tape stands to teach anyone, but um, if he's yeah. able to <laughs> arrive at that kind of productivity on 20 minutes a game, that'd be a, like a pretty good career. Like Livingston pay, played for 15 years or something, so that'd be the that'd yeah. be the guy that I uh, that I, I fantasize of him becoming. I like that one a lot. That's a really good pick. Tall point guard, maybe like he becomes a maestro of 17 foot mid rangers like Sean Livingston yeah. did sort of the counter to whatever that team was doing with its uh, three point heaviness. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. Also an excellent defender. Yeah. So good pick there. I was going to go with a Raptors favorite DeLon Wright. Uh, you know, he's like a taller DeLon mm -hmm. Wright in that he's slithery and weird and herky jerky. And I have no idea which way his body's going to move from any position he's standing in. And it's great. I love it. DeLon Wright got so good at kind of like slithering to the basket and, you know, using his, you know, his, I guess his deft touch and his handle to kind of overcompensate for the fact that he wasn't like the quickest guy in the world. And I think that would be a great dude for Banton to watch. Also, anyone who can, you know, replicate DeLon Wright finishes around the basket is someone who I'm going to like watching. So uh, I'm, I think, a little invested in someone having those DeLon Wright finishes. Why not make it DeLon O'Banton? I'm wondering which um, franchise DeLon O'Banton's going to develop a, like, very enduring beef with. Because, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, like, he can't, like, I'm sure he hates the Celtics. Um, mm hmm Maybe the Wizards. I have a feel because he's a little younger. A um, couple playoff series against the Wizards, and uh, Don Wright also mm -hmm. he's hated the Wizards, so that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any Wizards beef? Uh, Delano Benton, just watch the tape of Delon Wright screaming at Kelly Oubre yeah. after beating them in Game Six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question here comes from again Cameron Hilton, who asks, "If you were Vegas, what where would you set the betting line on Toronto having its next fifty win season? Three seasons less, more." How many years until the Raptors once again hit the 50-game mark after hitting it, I believe, is it five years in a yeah. row? Six years in a row? There's a lot of years in a row. Um, I think it'll be the season after next or not for some time. So yeah, they're either going to build effectively in the next year and then the season after next be good, um, or yeah. they have to scrap the team. So that's it. I, if, I set, if I'm Vegas, I set the line for the 22-23 season. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, um, you know, this season's going to tell us a lot about the core that they have. And if they win 28 games, you're probably right in that some big changes will come in the form of likely Siakam and Fred going out the door. 
Um, I'm on the side of I think they're going to kind of make it work this season and have a surprisingly effective year, and we'll see some nice development from dudes, and you'll see the sort of glimpses of what Scotty Barnes can be. And, yeah, I think 22-23, at the very latest, 23-24, I would say, is kind of when I'd put it. So, yeah, less than three years for sure. Um, but yeah, if things go awry this season, then certainly you're looking at something a little bit more, uh, upsetting probably. Uh, let's go final question here. Once again, from Cameron Hilton, who asks if Bargnani arrived now, would he thrive? Was Andrea Bargnani ahead of his time, Josh Hart? Um, yes, but that guy, I don't know. I, I think he kind of <laughs> just like was a sucky dude. Like I'm yeah, <laughs> he didn't yeah. care. Maybe he would yeah. have been okay, but mm-hmm. um, did it seem like he really wanted to figure it out? I don't see it. But no disrespect. No. Enjoy, hopefully, you're really doing well. You're probably in his mid 30s now. So, but I don't know. Yeah, Bargnani may have had a lot more leash if he came into the league today, and off and an offense could have done something with him. And maybe he was really disillusioned early on, and that sort of um, set him up to fail as a pro. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Did I believe in him? Not particularly. Yeah. No, that's the thing is like, it's not like he was a bad NBA player when he was kind of in his first little peak, right? I guess it was his only mm-hmm. peak, but like he had some really nice seasons. He was on an all rookie team. He, you know, was kind of the first stretch five outside of Dirk in a lot of ways. Like that stuff actually happened. He just was non-committal on defense, couldn't rebound and just clearly didn't seem to care about much. Yeah. And I don't know if you kind of bank on that personality. That guy has lots of other things going on. If you remember his Instagram profile that Katie and I did a big episode on a few years ago, uh, you know, the 10 different occupations he held, including astronaut and chef and a whole bunch of other things. He has lots of other irons in the fire beyond basketball. And I think that would have been the case even today. That said, I love Andrea Bargnani. I share a birthday with Andrea Bargnani. I send him an Instagram happy birthday message every day on our birthday. He has not yet responded. Hopefully 2021 is the year uh although we've kind of disparaged him on this podcast so hopefully he doesn't watch this and then accept my instagram dm on his and our birthday uh josh that's gonna do it for today's show huge thank you to everybody who sent in questions special thank you to cameron who sent in 20 questions and uh gave us the entire final segments worth of questions so thank you there uh if we didn't get to your question uh it's still very appreciated when you send them in so please continue to do so Josh, where can people find you? Uh, thanks for being on the show, man. This was lovely. yeah. Um, I'm at not at not Josh Hart on Twitter. I will be uh, contributing. You'll see me, Yavsworth Canada, um, sometime. And uh, yeah, if you you can see me, you know, playing a rec soccer this fall <laughs> for uh, Jam and TSSC. <laughs> so pull up. Are you replacing our pal Vivek Jacob on his team? Is that what's going no, on? No, I have not I could not replace okay. there is no replacing Vivek on the score FC. But uh no, I play a no I me and Will played on a team this summer. We finished second, which was pretty good. First first real season. That was great. We're Beautiful. running it back this fall with a different uh, rec league. We do the Stanley mm-hmm. suggestions on our on Will and my show. Really and truly, I do recommend that if you can do it, sign up for rec sports. Like it's been great yeah. like with all of the restrictions on what you can do inside um and live and fewer of them and what you can do outside like it's just awesome to you know kick a ball around with your pals yeah i uh filled in on a softball team on friday and it was an absolute delight i missed it deeply even though my legs were very sore afterwards <laughs> because i have not run in a very long time 
I've been biking a lot, but apparently it's entirely different muscles. And so I was in traction after playing softball <laughs> for one day, but that's okay. Cause I had fun with friends. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, shout out to our pal Vivek. He is on the, the comeback trail six months until he's playing sports again. We will have him back on the podcast very soon. He just can't move right now. And I think is looking rather scraggly and not cu- uh, cut out for video at the moment. So we'll get him on once he can, you know, take a shower and shave and all that stuff. Um, but we love Vivek. Yeah. Glad to hear that there's no surgery for him. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, it's been, it's been the, the injury news uh, that I care about in all sports recently here. So um, that will do it. Thank you, as always. Josh, this is wonderful. And we will talk to you, the listeners, again, uh, either Thursday or Friday. Not entirely sure just yet. Working on the schedule for the next episode will drop. But we'll have one more this week. And we come back to daily in uh, three weeks' time. The 27th, I believe. The 28th will be the first day of our daily schedule for the upcoming season. That should be wonderful as well. Until then, please uh, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe to the youtube page it's always appreciated tell a friend about the podcast and you can go listen to one of our other wonderful podcasts across locked on network including locked on bets if you are looking to get into sports betting maybe through our friends bet online this year uh locked on bets is great they have daily wonderful features including you know wrong team favorite picks and lock of the day all that stuff go check out locked on bets if you're going up for the betting season as football comes closer uh we'll talk to you again later this week with another episode of locked on raptors bye-bye Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.